Welcome to another episode of Stay Modern with Murray, brought to you by Murray Custom Homes, where we build your dream home together. Now sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride with your host, Matt Murray. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Stay Modern with Murray. Today, our special guest is former Husker volleyball player Tara Mueller. Tara, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. We had, to, we had to reschedule this. weird. Usually we do these on Fridays. Yeah. More relaxed. Yeah. Um, but I know that you said you just got back from traveling. Yeah. So did I. We went to the uh, – we had our GAF uh, shingle manufacturer. They have okay. – annually they take us to a Chiefs tailgate. Cool. So it's like a VIP tailgate, game, everything. Yeah. It's a Sunday night game, but it's a whole weekend deal, so – I'm also a little exhausted. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> but no, good. tell us a little bit about it. So we were just talking. So I wrestled at the university from 02 to 07 mm-hmm. and then co-chair for a few years. And you were 07 yep. to... I was 07 to 10. Yeah. was my senior year. That's a little yep. bit of overlap. But yeah. Yep, yeah, both, a little bit. Both Husker athletes. And yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, and I was just saying, we were cut, talking a little bit, I... Got into volleyball when I was 11. My neighbors who we moved into next door, they had a super athletic family and their kids, we were the same age, and their twins were going to uh, this volleyball tryout. I'm like, what's volleyball? I don't don't know what this is. So they're like, Tara's, you know, tall. Like, she should try this. So my dad brings me to this tryout. You know, I show up not even knowing what this court is or what I'm supposed to do. And uh, so I hated it. I was like, this game sucks just because I was terrible at it. Yep. And um, my dad noticed all these girls. They had us, you know, diving on the ground. They're tossing balls. <laughs> girls are diving. I didn't come in with knee pads. I didn't know you needed knee pads. So my dad literally leaves in the middle of the tryout, goes to, I think, a gas station or whatever, convenience store or something right. close by, comes back with these blue knee pads. <laughs> I think they were like for construction or something. I'm not sure, but that was my first pair. So I made it That's through hilarious. the tryout. Um, and my friends, they ended up making the 12s because they do it like by age. So yep. they made the 12 ones team and I made the 12 twos. So I'm like, all right, well, this sucks. Like I'm not playing with my friends, but yep. my dad's like, all right, just try it. If you don't like it after a little bit, like you don't have to do it. So I'm like, okay. So I obviously stuck it out through that season. Right. And then my friends the next year, they made the 13 ones team in the club and I made the 14 ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess I picked it up pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, all right, I can get down with this game. Like, this is cool. That's awesome. That was like the start of all of that. So were you playing other sports? Yeah. I mean, and this was when I was younger. So, I mean, I did soccer and right. basketball and stuff like that. So but were you athletic in those other sports? I was a little bit of a Bambi on ice, <laughs> but uh, I grew into it. Right. Yeah. So like when I hit high school, I still, well, I think my freshman year, nope, not high school, middle school, I did basketball. Okay. And then when I got to high school, I did track, I did high jump. And then recruiting just started to get so heavy with volleyball it was like you're really good at this like you should probably pick a sport right so that's when I switched over to just volleyball so the reason I asked that is I'm I'm dealing with that stuff shit right now yeah he's only nine gonna be 10 and I I I've heard horror stories, but I was always the advocate for multiple sports, multi-sport athletes and starting young and letting them enjoy it. But, you know, multiple questions for you, but 
Do you think in this day and age, somebody could start at 11 years old with never having played a sport and make it? I think I'm with you on doing multiple sports and just being an athlete. Yep. Um, But it's so crazy with how young kids are getting recruited now and how that process starts so young. Like, I feel like kids are almost feeling funneled into a sport. Right. Uh, And I, I get it with how big recruiting is. So... I think that at least until high school, multiple play, sports, play some sports. Yeah, do it all. So what I'm nervous about, and I never thought about this until I got him into to sports, is positions. You yeah. know, because I just wrestled. If you get out there and you beat your person, you're yes. on the team. Yeah, good point. But you know, he's only nine, and and he joined a team this year that he wasn't on the year before, mm-hmm. and they'd already had the same kids on the team for three to four years. Mm-hmm. And so he struggled being able to play the position he wanted to play because they already had their chosen players for that position. Yeah. So he got stuck playing some other positions. And then now football, luckily we weren't going to put him in tackle football, mm-hmm. uh, but we did. And thank God we did because he wants to be quarterback. Yeah. And he luckily just, they just kind of like take numbers out of a hat to play quarterback. Right. <laughs> but you play in the same organization up until middle school, I think. Yeah. And I can tell that they pretty much take you from your first year until your last year playing the same position. Yes. So if you don't get in there at a young age, you're, you know, you already have kind of lost the position that you want to play. Yes. And I, I agree with you. I do think like once you get into a position, I feel like, especially in volleyball, you can kind of tell the way somebody moves and right. and size and height, all yeah. this stuff, um, kind of what they look like or what position they should right. play or could play. And then you get put into that position. Yep. But um, I mean, for me, I don't know if you know this, but so I was an outside hitter. And I did USA, like junior national team, all that training stuff growing up. And I was, this was my junior year in high school, and I'd been playing outside. And at the tryout, the coach brought me over. He was like, we were going to Thailand for the world championships. And he actually asked me, he was like, so we want you on the team. Do you want to be a part-time outside hitter or full-time libero? And I'm like, full-time bro, let's go. Like, I don't, I mean, I'm good at hitting and it's fun, but defense and just picking up balls, I love that. So I loved that opportunity, but that was the only time I really got to play that other position. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. So so you would have preferred to have done that? I I would say now I can't jump anymore. So (laughs) (laughs) yes, just because of my knee. Um, But I, I did enjoy hitting. So I think that I would have missed that piece of it. But I think playing that other position for that time was so much fun. Right. And that's the same thing like with I love beach volleyball. And so I kind of get in that libero defensive mindset because there's so much court to cover. So I can get back in and just dig balls, read, and they're still hitting. But So are you still playing? We'll get into that, but yeah, we can get in that. Not really anymore. But okay. when I lived in Colorado, I still I played gotcha. a bunch of doubles all the yeah, time. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. I have. It's so unique. I never think I realized how much pressure there was going to be being a parent. Um, I, I truly feel like so I only have one son, and I I truly feel like I have a gifted son. Yeah, and uh, he's got a lot of a lot of the same attributes, but even more athletic ability than I did. He's taller. He's going to be a big boy. Yeah, and. Uh, Trying to navigate 
what you like my dad was my coach in every sport so if i wanted to play it was like you know i was gonna start but yeah. i was i was really dedicated i was a really good athlete but right. was, you know from a young age i personally myself chose wrestling mm-hmm. like it was my year-round sport mm-hmm. and then i just played the other sports because i wanted to but right. i always had my one chosen sport with him every sport's his favorite sport and we're at nine years old and he's already overlapping all three sports year-round basically i mean he's- it's already that serious it's crazy, but he's nine. Like, I love that he still loves all of them. They're all his favorites. I think that's awesome. Like, yeah, it, nine years old. It is, <laughs> but know? it's you can already start to see the kids that are maybe starting to focus on one or two sports. Yeah. Or starting to maybe excel a little bit more. Yeah. Or he's he's really good at all three sports, but if he continues playing all three sports at this level, he's either going to get burned out or he's not going to excel at the sport that he ends up choosing. Right. And it's already to the point where it's – it's, it's like you got to choose, but he's only, he's only doing three. He doesn't even wrestle because yeah. he doesn't have time for it. Yeah. So I wrestled and he doesn't wrestle and I'm not going to force him to. Yeah. But it's super tough. That I mean, is... the sports are starting to overlap more and more and more. Uh-huh. For the last month he's been doing three sports. Yes. Well, and even for me coaching club, um, when I've been back here, I coach for VCN and, um, the, this was a couple years I coached the 17s team and these girls are they're 17 years old. Like you're, some of them are committed to right. play volleyball in college, but they come from, I don't know where you live, but a lot of them come from small towns and they kind of have to play all the other sports too. Right. And then they're late to practice or they're missing things. And so as a coach too, I'm like, yeah, you, I need you on the court. <laughs> but like this girl is here every day, all practice, you know, yeah. like that's, I don't know. It's interesting. Yep. You know, it is tough. Last comment, then we'll get off. (laughs) They promote multiple sport athletes. They put it in their literature and they do promote it. But like you said, if you miss a damn practice, you're punished for it. Yes. But it's like he was at his other main sport that's in season. So I thought we were promoting multi-sport athletes, you know? I know, I know. It's It's kind of catch-22. exactly. Yeah. (laughs) No, I know that you were an impressive volleyball player. We're actually talking about some of the uh, post-career sand volleyball events that we played in that whenever you showed up, it was was literally like Taylor Swift at a Chiefs game. (laughs) I promise you. It was like, dude, you know Darren Mueller is here? (laughs) No, tell us about your, your, your... Collegiate volleyball career and even in high school, if you were, yeah, sounds like you were that impressive in high school. So, um, well, so I played for Desert Mountain. Well, that's uh, was my high school, and so I was my junior year. We won state junior senior year back to back, and awesome. so I was Arizona Player of the Year my junior year. Wow! And then, um, so that summer was when we ended up going to. No, this was before Thailand. Thailand was my senior year. So my junior year was a championship. So the summer after my school season. And I ended up breaking my wrist. And so I got sent home. So what am I going to do? They don't need you, you know. And so I missed part of my senior school season. Oh, wow. And we still came back in one state. And, you know, come on, like. I missed too many games that I wasn't player of the year. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, like, bitter about that. But it's all good. But literally, they were like, you didn't play in enough games to be this. That sucks. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But so I had an awesome high school career, too. We won our first state championship for our school. So that was really cool. Yes. Yeah. And then college. So my freshman year, that was when um, our seniors were – Sarah Pavin, Christina Hotelling, Tracy Stalls, and Maggie Griffin. Yep. Like, 
are you kidding me? I think <laughs> two of those were national players of the year, all of them all American. You know, like it's just like yep. insane. So that year we ended up actually getting upset by Cal in like the regionals and it was that kind of sucked. But so 2008 was supposed to be kind of a rebuilding year for us. And so we who was our I'm trying to think. Oh, it was the Nebraska girls. So our seniors were Jordan Larson, um, Amanda Gates, and then Rachel Schwartz. And so this was the year we ended up playing at Washington to go to the final four. And we lost the first two sets, came back, won that in five. And in that year, the final four was in Omaha. So we had to come back. It was so cool. Matched up against Penn State and like, same situation. <laughs> Lost the first two sets. We're down. We end up coming back, battling in five. Ended up losing in five. But that was like, that was the best best game. And really? so, for my career, 2008 was my best awesome season. Yeah. Yep. And then, what did you guys do after? That? I can't remember. In like 09 yeah. and 10, we. My mom know, follows you guys intently, but yeah, all the years blend together. For me. I know. Um, 2010, it was kind of a repeat because we went to Washington again, and but we ended up losing that one. I gotcha. think in four. I don't know if we went to five in that one, but it was kind of like we it, we were all replaying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was kind right. of crazy. Yeah, but still, I mean, still awesome. That's st- same thing to go to the final four. So Arizona Player of the Year. What other accolades you got? You want to? I was an All American that sophomore year. Yep. Um, and then um, did. I think the USA stuff is probably the coolest on top of any like personal award, just being able to play for the junior national team That's and, awesome. and go to Thailand and compete in the world championships like that. I think over the individuals, that's one of my favorite. What age were you when you did that? Um, turning 17. That's crazy. Yeah. Cause I have a summer birthday. So, yeah. 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 That's super cool. So then you graduate. Yeah. And then what? So I actually, after I graduated, I was like, I'm so done. Like, I'm, (laughs) I was so burned out. I'm like, okay, I need a break. So I actually worked at the venue for like eight months. Nice. And if I didn't, if I didn't watch volleyball, if I didn't play it, I was cool and I was happy and I was fine. (laughs) And then Sydney Anderson actually called me and she's like, hey, T, there's this super fun tournament. Um, it's called Adult Nationals. Like, it's in Salt Lake City. Do you want to play with me? And I'm like, Sid, I haven't touched a ball in like seven months. No. And she convinced me to go. So Adult Nationals is like you have your junior nationals like growing up yeah. as you play. So it's the same thing, but all adults. So it's a little bit wilder, but it's really fun. <laughs> so you get the players that have been playing overseas that are back yeah. in town. You get kids that just graduated. Like, it's a little bit of a party, but it's still really competitive Intense, yeah. volleyball. So I was like, all right, Sid, I love you. Fine, I'll go. So I got there like a few days early. I'm like, I need to step on the court. I need some some reps here. Let's see. I remember like putting my shoes and knee pads back on for the first time. I'm like, wow, this feels weird, but it felt good. The second I started playing, I'm like, man, I love this game. Like, what am I? I, Instantly, I was like, what am I doing? This is, I'm so passionate about this game. So it was actually at that tournament. I met an agent who represented some of the players who were back from overseas. Mm -hmm. So I met him and was talking to him and it kind of went from there. Like I paired up with him and that was the start of my five-year career overseas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how did you guys do in that tournament? 
Had a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> yes, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> so then you went, so he was your agent? He represented you? Yes. Yeah. So he works with a company. And so you sign a contract with yep. them. And then um, he basically, this is, you know, I'm new to the whole overseas thing. Right. So I'm like, all right, you tell me what, what, what do you have? How does this work? <laughs> you know? And so he uses his contacts and he's like, all right, this team needs an outside hitter in this country. They need an outside. Here's what they can offer. Here's your, what you can compare and take. Right. So um, I ended up going to Switzerland my first year. Oh, wow. And it was, it was actually really good because Switzerland is – I love Switzerland. It's a beautiful country. People are amazing. But the volleyball is like kind of average. They have a couple really good teams and then the rest are like – pretty average. Gotcha. So it, for me, like getting back into yeah. it, I was like, okay, good warm up. This, yeah, this is a good warm up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I ended up my first season over there, believe it or not, I had never sprained an ankle playing volleyball my entire career. Oh, wow. Until my first year overseas. So, and it was our second game. Oh, we were, shit. we were playing the number one team, Zurich Valero, who's like, they have the most money, so they get the best players. Basically <laughs> is how it works. Um, and we took him to five and it was like 10, eight or something in the fifth. And I hit this wrist away shot and I just landed on the blocker on the other side. And so that sucked oh, <laughs> and man. hurt cause I'd never done it before. Yep. Um, so I was out for a little bit and I just, I loved my team so much and they took care of me. So I ended up re-signing with them for the next year. Gotcha. So I went back for two years with that team. Gotcha. Yeah. So you did two years in Switzerland. Yep. And then after that, I was like, okay, I, I kind of got my groove back. I want to play at a higher level right. now. So that's when my third season, I ended up going to France. Gotcha. So they're a little bit little bit stronger. So that was my also my longest season. So Switzerland was eight months long. Okay. And France was 10. A 10-month so, long season? Yes. Like you're, the, you're there for 10 months. Holy cow. Yeah. So they get you out there. You do preseasons like two months, but you got to be out there or a month and a half or something. And it's a grind when you're over there. Because like a lot. in every country is different. So like Switzerland, we had two-a-days every single day. I mean, that's all you're doing. That's You're getting paid to do right. this. So the first practice would be like a serve and pass kind of defense. Right. And then the second one would be like the whole team's in, we're scrimmaging, and we're playing. But this is every day. And then France, we had lifting. Well, you have lifting also. But um, France, we would have lifting. And then we had one long practice. It was 11 to 4 every day. Five hours long. And the weirdest thing, yes, the the weirdest thing. So, like, you have to adjust to these schedules and different routines. And it, it was so hard. The, the first practice in France – it we were getting after it for like two and a half hours, I want to say. I think it was literally like one thirty, and our coach was like, "All right, lunch break." And I'm like, "Lunch break? I'm I'm warm. Like, <laughs> what do you mean?" So everybody literally like gets in the stands, takes a forty five minute lunch, and then it's like, "All right, back on the court. All right, we're doing six on six. I'm like. I'm sorry. I'm ice cold now. <laughs> what? That's weird. And then after that, we would have lifting. So it's like. Holy yeah. cow. But you, you do that for a couple months and you get used to the routine. Right. But it's so, it's so different. Yeah. So in your two months off, did you come back to the States? Yep. 
Yep. So when I was playing overseas, I'd actually come back to Lincoln and yep. Maggie Griffin's one of my best friends. And so I would stay with Maggie for like two months and we would just like vibe out. I'd still, I'd practice like with her, we'd play sand volleyball. Yep. Um, she had her club going on so I could still like get in the gym, but it was just like, what two months so of the season did you have off? I would usually get done, um, March. So it'd be like April, May, June. It was it. Mm, so I'd be kind of summerish. It's kind of summerish. Yeah. Gotcha. Exactly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. At least you didn't have to come back in the dead of winter or something like that. Oh no, I might not have come back here <laughs> if that were the case. Yeah. So I might have gone back to Arizona. So year three was France. Um. So year three was France. Yep. And then after that, I did Puerto Rico for two years. Okay. And so, how is Puerto Rico compared to? My favorite. Really. I love it. I just I love the culture. I love the people. I love the beach. Um. But they're also the culture translate onto the court. Like they're very intense, very fiery, and I love that. So they were so much fun to play with, and it was competitive volleyball. Right. And I think the thing with Puerto Rico too is we're so close. So I'll back up just a little bit. After my first season in Switzerland, we ended in March, and the Puerto Rican season ends later. Okay. So they had actually fired somebody just before playoffs and ended up picking me up. Oh, shit. So I went down there. I literally flew home from Switzerland, flipped my suitcase, flew down the next day. Oh, my gosh. Had to play in a match that night with my new team. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, jet lag. I'm yeah. tired. I'm dehydrated. And I just remember, like, they run a different tempo. I'm connecting with a new setter. And I remember right. hearing like the owner in the stand and he's like, Tara, come on. And <laughs> you know, when they're speaking English, they're talking to you. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I, I got this. But so that was my first taste of Puerto Rico. Holy cow. And then back to Switzerland, France. And then after that, I was like, I got to get back down to Puerto Rico. So it, uh, it's just, it, I love it down there and it's super competitive. And my Last season, we ended up going to the finals. Oh, wow. So that's even more fun. Yep. Yeah. So then you get to the end of year five, and what what made you stop? So I, when I was 15, I had surgery on my knee. Mm -hmm. I tore my meniscus. Not a big deal, but they couldn't repair it at the time, so they just cut out the torn piece. So easy recovery, easy to keep playing on when you're 15 through 23 years old, you right. know, like it was fine. But even my last two seasons, I started getting bone contusions. Like I would jump and land and like I could literally feel it's my medial meniscus. So that inside part, I could literally feel my bones crash uh, into each other. Uh. And so my last season, I got one really bad and I, I had to sit out for a little bit. And because if you keep playing on that, like you can, it can fracture all different directions. So Took time off, and then I was like, I, this hurts too bad. Like, And I'm kind of small, believe it or not, like for a volleyball player right now. So I have to rely on my jumping. Like I'm, right. I was a really good jumper, and I just couldn't get my explosiveness like pushing off of that right. anymore. So I was like, never thought I'd be the player. I was always really healthy, really strong. Never thought I'd be the player to end a career because of an injury. That sucks. But yeah, so that's why I stopped. Yeah. And then, so then you came back to the States. How did you end up in Lincoln? Yeah. So actually from my last season in Puerto Rico, um, I ended up, I was dating a guy at the time down there 
and loved it so much. We were living there. So he was American, but he was living there, working there. Gotcha. And so um, it was September of 2017, and then that's when the hurricanes hit. I was going to ask you about that. That leads into us going to Colorado and then coming back here. Yeah. So you guys had to get out of there because of the hurricane? Yeah. So we were down there, and uh, Irma hit end of September, and Irma was, like, hyped up to be – don't get me wrong. It was a huge hurricane. Right. But it was just kind of going over the north part of the island, and it was a lot of wind. There was still a ton of destruction. Yep. But so we went down south to Ponce, so we were able to get away at least from that one. And then coming back up to San Juan, when we got back, it was like, I mean, trees the size of this room uprooted. Holy cow. I'd never even, like, I have pictures standing next to a tree and Look, the entire roots of it are as tall as me. Not even joking. I don't know how that happens. It's crazy. Yeah. So Irma, a week later, Maria hit. And Maria brought the water, which is scary. Right. And so, um, and this was, I don't know. I don't know why these storms have to start at night, too. (laughs) Like, it's literally like 10 p.m., and Maria was going across the entire island. There was nowhere you could get away from it. So it was just like, hunger down yep. and hopefully have enough food and water because yep. you're not getting it. Like, no power, no running water. Holy cow. And uh, so you better have enough. Right. And and you live on an island. So, like, I remember going to the store trying to find water to stock up. And there's – shelves are empty so I ended up buying a bunch of those like gallon Arizona iced teas. Oh yeah, and dumping them out, filling them with water before the water shut off. So that was like our supply. That would be scary. Yeah. So um, that one, it was like our front door was a double door, and so with every gust, like water would come in. So we're oh, like, man. all right, this one's this one's a little more serious than Irma. So we're, like, literally, like, started putting towels underneath the door. We're trying to, like, squeegee it. It it couldn't, like, the water was just coming in. Right. And so after the storm ended, literally the next night, our place was, there was a kind of a connected, like, upstairs. But the people who owned it, it was an Airbnb. Gotcha. And so it had a punch code. So we were able to get out of our flooded place and go up there at least for a couple days to, like, we honestly, we were like scavenging for supply. Like maybe there's Holy food in God. here. Maybe there's water in here, you know, and like we have to kind of, we got a game plan now. And so, but uh, it was like after the storm ended, the water in the street kept rising. I don't, I don't know. Like it was insane. And so the water kept getting higher and we're like, all right, we got to make moves here. That's and scary. yeah. And so, um. We stayed up there for, I think, three days, and then um, we were like, all right, we need to get to, so there's an area in West San Juan, it's called Condado, and that's where, like, all the, like, nice hotels and stuff are, Mm -hmm. and we knew this one, the Vanderbilt, because keep in mind, there's no communication here, like, no cell phones, there's no way to get in touch with anyone, like. All the stuff you don't think about. All the stuff you don't think about, yeah, so it's literally what you can see in front of you, and here, because. Those three days after, we started to – you could hear the looting. You could hear the gunfire. Like oh, you, 
And so we're like, okay, people, we started to see them coming up and down our street. So we were like, okay, if we can get to the Vanderbilt, we know there's a FEMA shelter there at least. So we literally, it was like going into game day. Like this is like a movie. Oh, for real. And um, we, I remember packing my backpack and cause that's all I could carry at the time. Cause the water was so high. And I remember like having the thought, I'm like, if this is all I can take out with me, this is all I have right now. Yep. And uh, it, I'll, I'll, I can still feel the adrenaline. Like when we were going out there, cause we're like, okay. We're going to go to the beach. The beach was north of us. We're not going inland because inland was where all the crazy stuff was happening. We didn't know it was on the beach, but we're like, that sounds better than that way, you know? So we get out in our street and uh, I just, I remember thinking, I'm like, do not cut yourself because there's like, oh my God, the smell of the water too. <laughs> it was literally like sewage, just smell. Ugh. And all of the stuff, there was um, there was metal, there were trees, there was shoes, bucket, like whatever floating. you can think of, fl- just floating out there. And I just remember thinking, I'm like, do not cut yourself because we are not getting help right now right. and you're going to get an infection, you know? <laughs> and um, so we got out in the street. We had a dog at the time too. Um, oh he had a husky, so literally he's carrying her, like oh, a God. goat, like literally, because we're like right. she can't even walk right now. Yeah. So we get to the sand, and we're like, all right, it's like two miles down. And uh, I remember walking past this restaurant um, when you have those on the beach that have the steps down to the sand. Yep. The steps were almost as high as me because the water had just washed off all the sand. Like the bottom cement step was just like hovering in the air. Holy cow. It was it was insane. So we ended up making it there. It was still sketchy. Like people are people are looking at you like everybody's kind of unsure. Like, yeah, what's going on? And uh, we're like, dude, I don't know. Like, I don't trust anyone right now. You know, so. We made it to the hotel, could see all the FEMA people. Um, We actually went to the front desk and we were like, we just hiked out here from Ocean Park and we were like, can you guys, can you help us? You know it all. And they were like, we can get you into a room if you want. And they're running on generators at this time. Well, half of the hotel was. And this is, the Vanderbilt's a very nice hotel. And they even felt bad. Like the manager came out and talked to us and was like, we're so sorry. We're not operating to our expectations. And we're like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> Survive the hurricane. You have running water here. Yeah. Like we're good, you know? <laughs> so we ended up getting into a room. Best shower I've ever taken in my entire life. <laughs> so how, how far was it? Do you know? It was about two and a half, two, two and a half miles. And how deep water? It was waist deep. Oh my God. For... About not the not the entire way, but it was waist deep for about three blocks till we got to the beach. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a slow walk through that right. too. You know, carrying a dog. You carrying a dog. Yeah, <laughs> like oh my god. So they had some food. They did like they catered in food and best tacos I ever ate in my life. <laughs> best shower I've ever had. So from this, um. Jay's birthday is the end of September. So I already had a trip planned from like a month ago to go to Colorado to do this stuff with him. 
And I have some family down there too. I have cousins that live there. And um, so I get, I, I don't know how, but I got somehow got a text on my phone. And it was like, your flight's been canceled. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Imagine yeah, imagine. <laughs> exactly. But they were like, if you can be at the airport um, tomorrow morning, we can get you on a humanitarian flight. Holy cow. And they gave you a number code. It wasn't like a normal letter number confirmation code. It was just numbers. There was like seven numbers. And we're like, we'll be there. I don't care how we've got to get there, but we will find a way to get to the airport. So, um and it was, I, I swear it's because I had already had that flight booked that we were able to have the option to get on right. this humanitarian. It was crazy. So we were like, well, we had to try and go back to get more of our stuff because we're leaving and we're not coming back. Right. So we ended up hiking back and there was a, actually a bunch of people like helping in bigger vehicles. There were people like in trucks and stuff like helping drive through the water had gone down a little bit now because we were there for a few days. And so people were like driving people as close as we could get, but our street was still flooded. So we were able to go back and get some more stuff, pack some stuff up and get back. And then from the hotel, we could actually drive. Um, so it was so nuts. Um, I remember we got to the, we made it to the airport and everybody's there had been people like camping out there, like they're asleep, trying to get on planes, trying to get off the island. I don't know how long they had been there, you Holy know. Cow. And everybody, I can understand a little bit of Spanish, but when you're in that kind of situation too, and it's <laughs> hectic, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't understand what's yeah. going on. And so um, I ended up. Well, we left the car first of all. We left our car just outside the airport because we're like. What are we going to do? It was pure chaos. Right. Yeah. And so we grabbed everything that we could, went in. I just showed somebody this number that they had given us. Yep. And they were like, oh, yeah, go I yeah, go over that way, like to this counter. So I showed them it. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, what is this? Yep. We get there and the person at the counter, and this was Southwest, shout out to Southwest. Like, they were the only people coming down at this time. That's crazy. And, uh. She literally asked us, she's like, where to? Where do you guys want to go? And I'm no like, way. yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? She was handwriting boarding passes. And I was like, wait, we can go anywhere. <laughs> so for a second, I'm like, should we go to like Fiji or something? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like, That's I'm not going to lie. That crossed my mind. I'm, we can go anywhere right now. <laughs> And, um, but I'm like, all right, I had this plan, this trip planned in Denver already. Let's just, let's go to Denver. And I had family there too. Gotcha. So that's how we ended up. And they asked us, they were like, how many bags do you have? And we had like, we had like six bags and they're like, okay, cool. We got you, put them on. Nothing was, you know, all free. They just a humanitarian flight. And so I remember, uh, getting on the plane, there were I think I counted 19 wheelchairs boarding the plane because all of the older people who needed medical yep. supplies that weren't able to get it, they were the first ones, you know, yep. off. But it was like crazy. So we ended up going to Denver, staying with my cousins, and then I ended up living there for three years. Yeah. Did you guys just stay? Yeah. From that trip, you just he, never he's left? He's still there. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's still living in Denver. Yeah. So we'll still like reminisce about the hurricanes every now and then, but. And, and you, did yeah. you coach there? I did. What did you do there I for did. years? Yeah. So when, um, when I first moved down there, 
Um, I knew Front Range. So I had a couple connections with the Front Range Volleyball Club down there. And so I started coaching there. And then I actually, I was like, when we got our own place, I was like, okay, I need need another job here other than this. Right. So I actually started working for Enterprise. Okay. And out at DIA, man, that's a... That's a grind of a job, <laughs> like, especially at an airport like that. So I, I did that for a while. You're outside. Oh, my God. In the wintertime there, it was rough. Like, I I'm, I'm not going to lie. They <laughs> run you into the ground. And so I was like, okay, I'm kind of over this. So I had a, a staffing company actually reach. I think they reached out. To, I don't know how the connection happened. I think it was through volleyball. I actually had a connection with somebody who worked for this company and they recruited me over. So I switched and then I did staffing for a little bit for this company called gotcha. Ronstad. So it was in the tech center. Okay. Um, so this was me and Jay have now broke up. I have my own place, but you know, we're still good. And uh, so I did that for um, probably like a year and a half and then still coaching on top of that. Right. And Denver has a really big, it's a huge community of people that play sand volleyball year round and it's competitive. So they have two big spots where they have indoor courts as well. And so you can, you can play year round. So they have outdoor indoor. So it's so much fun. And then in the summer times they'll do mountain tournaments. So like every summer I'm playing in Breckenridge and Aspen, Steamboat. Oh, and like, it's just, it's so much fun, but it's, it's good volleyball. So I loved it. I still miss that all the time. Yeah. So this is after your knee injury. You could still play sand, though? I can do sand. Yep. Just because not enough, not as much jumping? Yeah. It's the wool. It's the, it's the softness, too. Yeah. Like, the court, it's just all that pounding. Right. Yeah. So, I can still do sand. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. So, you stayed there for? I stayed there years, until, yeah. So, I ended up moving back to Lincoln in 2020. And uh, that's when I got into real estate. Yep. So, I was like, needed a pandemic hit. Need a little change, you know, so I came back here and I ended up getting my license for real estate, which I, which I love. Um, it, it's so much fun. It's, it is really competitive and it is really tough, especially being new. But I was like, I know Lincoln, you know, I have, I know people here, like yeah. I have enough connections still, like we can work this out. So it, um, I loved it. And so it, I started out pretty good and then, you know, you go through your ebbs and flows and right. it's. That's how it is with the market and everything. So um, from there, I was like, I kind of need like, you know, something else, you know, in the meantime. Yep. So I applied at Lululemon. And so I started working there part time gotcha. on top of doing real estate as well. Yep. So I was only there like two days a week or so. Um, real estate was still my main thing. Yep. And then um, I did this for about on top of coaching too. I did, co- <laughs> I did coach a little bit of club too. And then... Um, it was tricky with real estate, though, and coaching club because so much happens in the evenings and your yep. weekends. And I'm like, the traveling and with club, I'm like, I need to be here on my weekends. And so I kind of stopped coaching because of that. And then um, Lululemon, about a year into it, they opened three new positions. Oh, wow. Um, so they kind of restructured the management, basically. And so I applied for the community specialist position, and uh, it I ended up getting that one. 
And so I'm now full time there. Wow. And it and Congrats. I love it. Yeah, thank you. It's it's a lot of fun. So I do our events. Um, so like for example, we have one coming up. We're teamed up with Fleet Feet. Okay. Um, and they're a running shoe store. Yep. And so we have a fun like Halloween run we're doing this Sunday, actually. So they'll be there, Cafe Botanica will be there, and everybody like dresses up in costumes and they run like a mile and a half and then we'll do like a private shop event. So I get to do stuff like that. Um, We're supporting the Good Life Havesy. I'm running it. You are? Yeah. I was just getting ready to ask you guys that. You'll you'll see us. We have (laughs) a cheer station. We're we're close to the finish. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it slash not looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. I signed up a year ago and kind of remembered like a month ago. Yeah. So you you won't catch me running. <laughs> but uh, at least distance. Well, I'll see you there. <laughs> yes, you'll 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 see us. Yes, that's funny. We're gonna be Barbie themed. So, so uh, silly question. <laughs> Do you know Carrie Johnson Edie at all through that world? Mm, through Lululemon, or she opened a boutique store at some point, and I thought okay. she was selling Lululemon. I could be completely incorrect. You could be completely right, though, because there's um, we do have strategic partners. Okay. So I know like some Orange Theory, um, Body Fit Training. They gotcha. do sell our stuff in the stores. Okay. So. Yeah, maybe. Right. Yeah. We, we built our house a yeah. long time ago. Oh, that's awesome. But, yeah. Well, you have a super cool story. <laughs> so now you're not you're not uh, club coaching. So I'm actually I'm gonna get back into like a. Just a fun team. So I'll be back with VCN, which is Maggie's um, club. And so I'm going to do her fall league. So it'll be twice a week in the evenings, no travel. It's because I'm like, it's fun to get back in the gym, you know. So I'll have like seventh, eighth graders. Yeah. Yeah. So So you're. It'll be good. The reasons that you just talk about are the reasons that I have not got back into wrestling yet is because I quit cold turkey. Yeah. And I fear that if I get back into it and put the shoes on, I. You know, I just have so much going on. That's fair. And injuries and wanting to get back into it and wrestle. I just don't know if it's a smart idea. We, uh, I start coaching in December, so I'll have to keep you posted <laughs> if I really get dragged back yeah. in. So yeah. kind of a funny story. I don't know if you've you heard or not, but I got my real estate license two weeks ago. I did, actually. Well, because aren't you with Remax? Now? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I saw your little shout out email. Yeah. 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 So, so congrats. You That's know, awesome. it's been a long time coming. I should have done it a long time ago because we, yeah. you know, we just yeah, you do so much have. in custom home building. So, yes. but that's just why I got it just to not to, not to get into the full real estate world yeah. to, to do the Murray product and represent that product. But yeah. So did, how did you take the study and the test and everything? Was it good, hard? I've heard it, so many differences. Yeah. Opinions. Um. The studying was fine, I would say. So getting a feel for the test was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Like, so I failed it my first time. And I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm getting into. Yep. And then I passed the national my second time. And so then I just had to go back and pass the state. Yep. But it it is it is tricky. Yeah. Yeah, just taking that test. That's what I said. There were some questions. I, I, I took the Van Ed study. Yeah course and there were some questions on there that i just i had no clue about yeah like the ones that i knew i knew yes but the ones that they asked that i had never read any relevant information regarding that it was, it was yes. kind of disheartening because i'm like man i, I studied the this. shit out of this yes. material and took the test multiple times exactly and i have no clue what you're talking about yes so i remember that i'm like i don't i didn't see any of this yep. like 
In the studies. Yeah, exactly. In the 66 or whatever hours of studies that you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. So now that you're full-time Lululemon, are you still practicing your real estate? So I kept my license, um, but I'm in a – I moved it into a referral state now. Okay. So I don't have the fees because I'm just – I'm not as – I'm full-time, you know, with Lululemon. So – um, but I did want to hang on to it at yeah. least. Um, and so I can still refer people to agents. So I had a couple good agents, I know. That's uh, awesome. Got another one. <laughs> and um, so I can do it that way. And then having it in the referral state, if I do move somewhere, um, I can still pick it back up if right. I want to get back into it. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, I, I'm i only two weeks in. But yeah. it's it's been a hectic, you know, the right when you get licensed, they send you. So much stuff. You don't even mm-hmm. know how to make heads or tails of it. Yeah. And the MLS and the CenturyLink and then the training you have to do for the MLS and the CenturyLink yes. and then your REMAX training and the yes. uh, summit or whatever they call it coming up. Yeah. And it's like, it's just all oh. the fees, the national, the state. The NAR, the oh, yeah. Lincoln Real Estate. It's, it's oh, overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Yeah. Well, you're in a good brokerage. Good. And a lot of a lot of good people there to help. Awesome. Yeah. So how long have you had your real estate license? I um it was I did it for about two years, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember when we were hosting the uh I think we was a parade house on yes. on um Tra- uh, yes. Traley Road. Yeah. And you walked in and I was like, I really I yes. know her. Uh-huh. And then you were a realtor. And I was like, I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the first time I realized you were a realtor. Yeah. That was, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Traley, that would, yeah, that would have been the one at the at the end of the road. So, yeah. Yep. Two, two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's awesome. So, so fun. So we'll talk about your referrals later. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but any final thoughts, anything you'd like to say? Any funny stories? Not about me, of course. Oh, I might I might have to think about that one. So not off the top of my head. Awesome. But well, this has been fun. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. I know you've been yes. traveling. I know you're busy. Yeah. But I appreciate it. We will see you at the Good Life Half. See if, if yes. I don't make it to the finish line, I'll come over and say, I can help carry <laughs> yes. me across. Yes, I, I don't worry. I'll help you over that line. <laughs> awesome. Well, I thank you. Oh. appreciate it. Yes. Thank you for your time. Thank you. But thanks, everybody, for joining us on uh, this episode of Stay Modern with Murray and stay tuned for more exciting episodes. Thank you. If you have questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, you can email them to info at murraycustomhomes.com. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe to Stay Modern with Murray on Apple and Spotify, or check back on our website and social media regularly for the latest episodes.